Greetings and salutations, my beautiful people. I hope everyone's doing well, and welcome to the very first episode of Tea, Scones, and VO. Today, I am joined by the lovely, the very, very talented, and my friend, Jackie Rosario. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Oh, yeah. You... Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you surviving COVID? I finally uh, finished building my um, home studio. I've been putting it off uh, for a very long time. So in a way, uh, COVID has helped me really focus in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also very lucky. I do have a nine to five, actually, that I can retreat to. And that's still kind of ticking over. So nice. I am I cannot complain. Yes. Yeah. Well, no one would listen if you did. Um, I remember when... Totally true. When um, lockdown first happened, you used to put up some stuff on on Instagram, like coming out of a tube station, and literally nothing was there. It looked like the the opening scene out of Twenty Eight Days Later for London. That's incredible. I've never seen it's, London like that. I've never seen anything like it. It's yeah, it's been very eerie. Things are getting back to normal. I am going back into work and taking the train if I have to. Otherwise, I cycle, and there are still very few people around mm. and the people who are around are all now wearing masks and so it feels kind of yeah post-apocalyptic for sure yeah I'm I'm very much the same like even just on the drive to work normally it would take me about half an hour post pre-covid time post-covid it now takes me about eight minutes to get to work it's crazy I don't swings and roundabouts well yeah um <laughs> okay and on with the show. Um, so the first question that I'm going to ask you, it's probably the most imp- important question I'm going to ask you all day. How do you uh, take your tea? Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, I like it with oat milk. Um, oh. Oatly barista. It's the grey carton. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best carton. Uh, no sugar. And I only uh, leave the tea bag in for about 30 seconds. That's all right. Every, everyone's yeah. different. Is that okay? Thank God. A, a good, a good British cup of tea. But are, are you talking English breakfast? Are you going for oh, the I have, are you like I like my the... uh, Yorkshire tea. My Yorkshire, oh, yeah, Yorkshire tea. English your, your Yorkshire breakfast tea. styles. Yeah. Yeah. You're not you're not partial to a bit of oolong, a bit of Darjeeling. Look, I won't say no, <laughs> but if I if I open the cupboard and I have my cho- my choice, I will go for the English breakfast. I think. Good choice. Good for choice. Sure. Um, mm. Which. Also, another very British question, which in some areas of the country may get you lynched. How would you build a scone? Jam first or cream? Ah, okay. How would I do this? Jam first and then the cream okay. on top. I think that's the Lancashire method. Is it? I, 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 we'll, we'll I, go with I, that. But yeah, Please apparently don't lynch it's... me. <laughs> I, I have Unless no opinion Unless I can on. have the scone first. <laughs> Have the Wait, scone. is it scone or scone? That depends on where you're from. Ah. I so I, I have... So my, my parents met in Halifax, but they lived in Dorset, where I am now. Um, so they say it both ways because my grandparents are from Dorset. So they say either... How do they say it? Scone? Scone? Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just depends on your diction, I think. Depends on your mood as well, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a scone. <laughs> I could actually, well, gone. yes, me too, me too. So now we've got both those very important and very British questions out of the way. Um, tell me how you first got started in VO. What's your origin story, as it were? Wow. Uh, I moved to London in 2011. Uh, I was following my then partner who went to Mount View and did an MA in music theatre. 
Mm-hmm. And while he was off gallivanting around doing that, I was looking at ways to try different things. And I think I I took a couple of classes through the Actors Center mm-hmm. that were sort of introductory classes. And I sort of got a little bit of a intro to that. I did a, a very indie horror game um, as one of my first uh, jobs. And it was... I mean, they they tell you nowadays, you know, they'll if they want an American, they'll cast an American. If they want yes. a fifty-year-old woman, they'll cast a fifty-year-old woman. If they want a specific accent, they'll find that. But not for this game. <laughs> I I played a uh, an elderly Southern American matron in this in this game, uh, which was um, the weirdest thing that I've ever done, and I did it uh, on like my I don't know if it was my phone or like a very basic microphone back then so I had no idea what I was doing uh, <laughs> but that got me uh, that got me sort of thinking about it and then I went and did an MA at Central um, and that was in music theater and when I left Central I did no music theater <laughs> at all uh, I just kind of drifted back towards voiceover um, but more commercial voiceover because I think that's sort of where the work started to come in a bit more for me. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, uh, my my passion, my uh, goals would be definitely towards the more creative stuff, video games and animation, that sort of yeah. thing. Um, although I still love the commercial work. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's that's, got... ca- that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that's a... Like starting starting off with training, obviously, is probably the most important yeah. thing you could do. But even yeah. as so, you're going into musical theatre and then having that almost extra strap of going, okay, I'm going to take myself off a stage and put myself yeah. behind a mic and then carry on yeah. acting. It's like people's avenues on how they actually get into video in the first place can be incredibly interesting. Um, yeah, there are so actually now that you mentioned musical theatre that. It leads me on to my next question because I wrote other things. Um, so obviously you do your musical theatre. I'm very, very gutted that I couldn't go in and see your show the last time I was in London. Um, well, the last time we were going, went to the uh, convention. Um, but you also do stand-up. Oh, my goodness. Well, I did stand up before lockdown. (laughs) Before Um, lockdown. I started it. Yeah, I started doing some stand-up last year. And uh, gosh, I, I haven't done it. Well, I was back in Australia over over the summer, their mm. summer, and uh, managed to do one gig there, and that was in January, and okay. I haven't done anything since. Um, I've, I'm meant to have a 10-minute spot in a show in October, but who knows what's going to happen? Well, exactly. Not me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I did, and it, it's such a different thing, but it's also, it's its own beast, and it's... It's a very fun but very nerve-wracking. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, like theatre in itself is kind of nerve-wracking, but you can kind of disappear into a character, um, yeah. and that kind of shields you from from the wrath of the crowd. Going up in front of people when you're yourself and going, "I'm going to tell <laughs> some jokes. If you don't laugh, I'm right here." Um, that's got to be like <laughs> probably one of the the most stressful like pant wetting things you could possibly ever do but and that's I'm sure... why i decided to do it <laughs> well, <laughs> because yeah. 
I was had the you know it was one of those things where I was like I would like to tackle things I am scared of this year and at the top of my list was stand-up comedy I could not understand how anybody could exactly what you said put themselves in that position but after a little while after doing it a handful of times you start to like relax into the fact that it is a performance and it is Mm. a script um and yes it's your humor and your words and it's you but but after a while it becomes not you anymore if that makes sense Uh, at least for me that's what I found and I was able to just treat it like going on stage and doing any old and if people didn't like it they didn't like it and if they did great yeah like absolutely yeah um for so for everyone currently listening, we do have a little, a very small snippet of um, <laughs> of, of Jackie's. Uh, it's it's like the opening joke, but it is hilarious. Come on, thanks everybody. Oh, it's so nice to be in a a, a small dark room under a bridge of my own free will for a change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like like I remember you you posted it when when you first did it and I was like okay yeah this is going to be brilliant can I see more please <laughs> it was a weird one uh because one of the, I I did a course I actually went and did a comedy writing course to be able to do this um and one of the things that we picked up and were taught was at the top of your set when you're in a new venue try and say something about the room try and Mm -hmm. say something about something that's just happened it makes everything you do a little bit more present um and a bit more real and if you can get even the smallest like little chuckle at the top you're in a good position Mm -hmm. and so of course that that was probably the funniest thing I've ever done. And it was one of those, quick, make it, what am I going to say? I've got three minutes before I'm up, make something up quick. And so, you know, I, it's not something I can keep using. <laughs> it no. was very, very location specific. But yeah. In- incredibly niche. So is there is there a specific process you go through when you're trying to write jokes? Or is it more, well, this is the news. Everything's fucked, but it's quite funny. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, look, I, there's a lot of people who will do topical humor and I'm not very good at that. I think I'm, my, my strengths are probably in more narrative comedy where I just re- re- retell stories that have happened to me, yeah. um, pick little moments like that and sort of tangent off that. I mean, I'm not very experienced at it. I'm still learning a lot and maybe this will all change, but, mm. uh, I've always found, uh, anecdotal comedy and um stories to be more fun for me to watch so that's kind of what i'm leaning into myself when i write yeah it makes perfect sense you know why why would you <laughs> write about stuff that you you have no clue about um also it's really depressing when i it, like you have to sit down and read the news and write jokes about it and you just want to jump out a window <laughs> So I try not to do that too much. Yeah, I mean, really, you can only really jump out a window once. Depends how high it is, I guess. But I mean, Ooh. gravity's going to let you know pretty quickly if if it's a repeat repeat thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, true. Um, so obviously, being being in the industry since you know 2011, um, you've probably seen a, it's you know coming up nine years, if if not longer. Um, what kind of god. pitfalls or now that I put it in perspective you kind of <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna have a panic um, attack thanks <laughs> what kind of um pitfalls or, or difficulties have you have you kind of encountered and how have you then overcome them 
My God, that's a really good question. There was a, a long stretch of time when I was convinced that you needed an agent to be able to get work. Uh, and I think that a lot of people fall into that box. Um, it makes it a lot easier for sure. But it was also a crutch for me. If I didn't have the agent, then that was the thing I was focusing on rather than training rather than getting my own work I was using that as a well when I get an agent that's when I'll start actually doing the work mm -hmm. so that was I think that's the biggest mental obstacle I've had to overcome I um I do have an agent and I got that agent after I left drama school mm -hmm. um but it's not it it really was that situation where I was putting off Uh, self-motivating yeah. um, and then after having the agent for a little while I kind of realized oh this this works this works for certain things it doesn't work for everything and I still need to be self-reliant so that was I think the biggest hurdle that I came into obviously um, during the lockdown and this whole new life we're living mm. um, being able to record at home was uh a big step because I hadn't really done that previously. Um, my housemate, he is a voice artist as well. He has a, a booth that can be put up and put down. It's all okay. his equipment. Um, so if I asked for it and if I needed it, I could absolutely get his help and he would set it up for me and we'd go, we'd go to town. But then I was using that as a crutch as well of not making myself self-reliant. Uh, so Hey, it sounds to me like my problems are motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to myself now, that's that's where my problems lie. Obviously, equipment is not cheap. If you want to um, build your own booth, you need space, you need time, you need, yeah, you need a bit of money. Um, all those kinds of standard pitfalls, I guess. Mm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, like I've, like obviously, you've you've got your own booth now, which is <laughs> is going to definitely serve a purpose and especially as we're more moving more into remote based work and like mm. getting out getting out of the in city or in town studios um having obviously having a booth is it's kind of important um yeah and kind of fun absolutely. i um it's like a little oh it's a little narnia um <laughs> and you can come in and you can be all kinds of characters and it's just great yes. so Hopefully do, I get a lot of use out of it. Well, yes. They do get incredibly warm, so I recommend investing in a fan. That's uh, good advice. Yeah. Very good advice. Or no clothes. That's Which one will awesome. it be? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. Why not both? <laughs> get the heat to dissipate. Everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah, um, be fine. I, I built my own. Um, beforehand, I had a PVC booth that had you know the moving blankets and everything kind of draped on top of it but it yes. was so ramshackle and so very much diy that it would tip so it fell on you it didn't quite fall on me but i was recording <laughs> something and it fell that way and i was like uh, ah! uh, oh I, it's funny you say that mine is currently pvc with a bunch of duvets and foam <laughs> so it's only a matter of time before my <laughs> booth goes the way of yours Well, yeah. I, I think it, I it gives some... every it gives every job I do a sense of urgency, which I think yeah. is. <laughs> Can I get this done before it falls help. over? Can I get it done? <laughs> exactly. She has a real energy to her voice. Why? Why is that? It's almost <laughs> like a she's nervous. She's terrified almost... of death. 
<laughs> it's, it's almost frantic, almost like she's trying yeah, to get it done wow. so quickly. Wow. How does she do it? <laughs> well, having the exactly. impending doom of something falling on you will yeah. do that. I hope so. <laughs> um, so as, as we have alluded to, you've been in the industry since 2009. What's the most exciting or the best thing that you've done in your career so far? Oh, my God. Do you know what? It I was very slow to start because, as I said before, I have a nine to five as well. So it's not this is not what I've been doing full time. It really I would love for it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, yeah, since uh, since it's it's not really my my primary thing, it's been very slow to get mm-hmm. off the ground. The most exciting thing I have done has actually been training, um, and it was training in the mocap. Um, course that was offered by the voiceover network and it it was so exciting because it just opened up my eyes to the possibilities of where voice work could take you Mm. Um, and yeah it it just kind of I had no idea that 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 stuff was possible and I had no idea how excited I would get about it Um, plus you know the the networking part making friends meeting new people um, all of that was just so in like full of life and full of energy. Um, voice over in my experience has been fairly lonely. Mm-hmm. You turn up to a studio, maybe you meet one, two people. I think the most people I met in one sitting was the engineer and like four, four people from the client had come mm-hmm. and you sit in a little box and you might have a window and you might be able to see them <laughs> and you can sort of hear them but they'll mute you if they if they have to <laughs> yeah, so it kind yeah. of feels a bit lonely sometimes um and of course here I am sitting in my my little booth and hopefully we'll be doing some work in here again it's a you know it's a lonely place so doing the mocap training and and getting to meet other voice actors and and seeing who was out there doing what that was so exciting and I can't yeah. wait to do more of it yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, I think that um, particular class was put on by Jessica Jeffries. That's right. Um, like, like her talk at the, because we, this is where we get met. Your game we on. met yeah. your, get your game on 2019. Right. Her um, talk was outstanding. Absolutely. Um, and very much inspiring in terms of, wow, I, I knew mocap existed. I knew mocap was definitely a thing. And I knew that people built their built their careers around being mocap actors. But I had no idea it was this extensive. I did not know. <laughs> um, yeah, the, oh, it was wonderful. Um, I highly recommend trying it out <laughs> if you it's, can. It's, it's it's on my list of things to do at some do point, it. either this year or next year. But I wanna, I wanna you get put on the lycra and you feel like a total idiot. But then it all goes away, <laughs> and you live in your imagination. I live in my imagination anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, tra- so training obviously is the most important part of what we do because. You know, anyone can stand in front of a mic and, and read a script, but whether or not you are equipped with the acting chops, because it's acting to a point and then it's technique for the rest of the way. Sure. So whether or not you have the acting chops to begin with to turn a script from words on a page to this is a person sitting in front of me having a conversation about Geico, um, <laughs> yep. it's, 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 it's a skill that... that can definitely be be taught and it can be learned but 
you need to have some kind of talent to be able to to pick it up quickly. Um, yeah, I think, uh, and and that's why one of the the best things about my my time at Central, even though I didn't actually go into music theatre, um, it it did give me you know a lot of tools to use, um, which do come through in a lot of even commercial jobs. Um, yeah, you still need to. You still need to sell that product yeah, and you absolutely. still need to be convincing and that's all part of it. So, Well, even yeah. with even with commercials, even with like the most boring e- e-learning scripts, <laughs> there is always a story mm. that needs to be told. So as, as an actor, even, even though you're reading incredibly boring things about intranets and, and, and a company <laughs> picnic, you need to yeah. be able to, you've got to be able to sell oh, it. Oh my gosh. I did a job... Um, uh, it was for an app that was for new drivers, delivery drivers, and it was things like, remember to press, uh, remember to turn off the car <laughs> when you park it, <laughs> remember to always wear your seatbelt, <laughs> things like that. Um, and it was still, it was, it was, it still needed to be done in a certain yeah, way. So, um, like some of the the auditions I've had for for e learning, they've been like. And welcome to this company. <laughs> Today we will be learning about X. When learning Good. about X, it's important <laughs> yeah. to know. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. I think yeah. it's great. <laughs> well, e learning is another thing that I want to branch into, but it's not about me, it's about you. Um, <laughs> yeah, if... Can we focus, please? <laughs> Focus, please. Are, are you ready for your close-up? Oh my God. Eyes on me, please. Um, <sighs> so that was training, obviously, dramatically important and uh, the best or most exciting part of your career. Um, if you could give yourself, your younger self three bits of career advice, what would they be? Oh, my God. I saw a tweet or something asking this, what would you tell your younger self? And I... Maybe this is indicative of something deep in my psyche, but mine was like, get a grip. <laughs> Just I would go back and say, get a grip. Like there's so much out there. Stop looking. Stop seeing. Just, you know, a foot in front of you and start seeing the opportunities that are out there and and pay attention to what you love and enjoy. Um, and don't wait for someone else to do it for you. I, I think I wish I could have beaten that into my youngest <laughs> Just be like, just do it. Just go and do it. Be self-sufficient. Be self-reliant. And and believe that what you love has a place somewhere. Yeah. And you can find it. And there are other people who are going to support you through that. But you can't just kind of st- stand there scratching your head like I was going, oh, something will happen eventually. <laughs> I think I probably would have been like, listen, mocap is a thing. Because... I, it is the best. It is the most fun I've ever had in Lycra, and it's just if I could if I could have my time again, I would have gotten into that well sooner. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. out of musical theatre, straight into Lycra. Well, oh, yeah. I guess you wouldn't have left yeah. for Lycra. No, never. <laughs> and yeah, sleep in it. Yeah, eat, sleep, shower eat, in sleep, the Lycra. Shower in it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so obviously being a self-starter is incredibly important. Everything that we are, we are talking about is incredibly important, oh, so in, important in in this industry because my, I think my, my coach, Terry Daniels, says it best. There's 
like you can put your voice out there you can have your website you can have everything set up and everything you can have the best voice in the world but no one is going to barge into your living room with a bag full of money <laughs> and go i would like you to do voiceovers for this much for the rest of your life it's not gonna happen it doesn't yeah. work like that took me a long time to realize that yeah <laughs> i Some still am kind of like waiting <laughs> It's like maybe today. I'm still like looking at that telephone, like maybe today's the day. (laughs) Come on, Gmail, give me give me some good news. Uh, Good. What was the the so obviously you did the right out of the gate you did the um the the indie horror game. What was your your favorite project to work on? (sighs) Okay, Uh, since since that since that my my Mm. whole yeah, it has to be the Penny Peep Show. Uh, the Penny Peep Show is a podcast that I've been a part of for, um, gosh, three years now. Mm-hmm. It is a scripted comedy podcast. Um, it's different stories, different series. And I've been a regular on every series. Sometimes I'm a lead. Sometimes I'm just, I'm just, no, no, just. Sometimes I'm supporting cast, character, acting, that kind of stuff. Um, every single time I've had the most fun like, because I get to do voices that I just, I don't think any other job would be able to give me right mm-hmm. now. Um, like, there's, you know, the scope of um, different voices that I've managed to pull out for that podcast has just been so fun. Um, so, I, yeah, I'd have to say because it's given me the range of um, of different things to try, that would have to be my, my absolute favorite project. It's still going as well, so... Yeah. Still is my favorite project. That's a plug Spirit. for the Penny Peep Show podcast, a- uh, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> given, every- given away everywhere. Finding podcasts are given away for free. Okay, so what tips do you have for people that are looking to get into VO? Oh my goodness, what tips do I have? Let's, let's narrow that down. What one quintessential tip would you give to someone that's looking to get into VO? What is the singularly most important thing that you could think of? Okay. Um, I would say learn how to be better. And I don't mean (laughs) you suck. (laughs) I just mean (laughs) what's going to happen is you're going to go into a booth. You're going to go to get a reel done. You're going to do a job, whatever it is, and you're going to get feedback. And the feedback is going to not always be positive. It's going to be... but you need to do it this way you need to do it a different way Mm. for me it's a lot of you need to smile more oh there's too much smile can it be more warm can it be more Australian can it be less Australian there's a lot of criticism coming at you because what you are doing is you are using your voice as a product and you are putting it out there as as a product Um, it's not a reflection on you as a person it is it is a product that people need to fit their you know purpose um one of the best things i learned from drama school was how to take criticism and not just have thick skin because that is obviously part of it but how to how to go okay well what was that criticism how is it useful to me is it useful to me what can i do to implement some of the things that you know have been useful in this criticism and try and stay positive throughout the whole thing there have been a couple of early commercial jobs where i've had clients on the um on the cans just talking back and forth about how i said like one particular word 
And it was heartbreaking <laughs> at the time. I was like, just what why? I, I just said one word. And this is also after you've said it so many times that you're starting to sweat. <laughs> and so being able to see your voice and what you are doing as as something that is that needs to be able to be flexible, um, I think is really important. Um staying professional about it all and being able to be upbeat and positive and say, you know what, let's try it again. And I can do this. Let me give it another shot. Like, I think that was for me, that was the biggest lesson I learned in the early days. Um, And now I'm like, yay, (laughs) anything you want, we'll do it as many times as you want. No, that's, it's great. It's all part of it. But I think that for me, that's the most important thing I've learned for sure. Also having a good quality reel. Um, that would be my second most important thing, or maybe the first. It's just what which comes first because bef- you need you need the reel to get the job, or, or do you get the? Uh, it's crazy, but um, if you have a good reel, and I I just got some new stuff done, uh, and I listened to my old reel, and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I've been wow, sending this to people. What happened? Why? Who let this happen? And. So I kind of feel like if you have a, a good engineer with you, someone who knows your voice well, who can hear where it fits in, and this is all commercial I'm talking about, mm. if they can hear where it really fits and really help you pick the right scripts and then, of course, the quality of the reel itself, um, I think you'll you'll be in with a really good shot. Your reel is going to be your audition for a lot of things. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I would say that too. Yeah. In, in the digital world, um, you know, a, a reel is effectively your first impression to a casting director and if it's terrible you're going to get put on a list and you're going to get laughed at (laughs) there's a laughing list hey man get a load of this idiot there are such lists (laughs) oh my god why did you tell uh, me this i'm gonna be like up at night there there are no such lists the casting directors (laughs) totally don't do that you're fine everything's fine breathe breathe <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, there 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 are lists that um like casting And people don't always listen around. past the first 30 seconds, do no, they? A, a lot of them don't. They get, you know, 2 300 reels and they've got to go, "Right, yeah. I need to cast this within 3 days." I don't have yeah. time to listen to all these. 30 yeah. seconds, 20 seconds, you need to make sure that that first script, that that first clip on your reel is your strongest and yeah. like basically is a showcase of everything that you can do in that very 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 small window you've only got one yeah. chance to make a good first impression in yeah. the bo world a first <laughs> impression can last as long as they remember you oh my god yeah that's a very good point mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah make sure you get your reels done beeps <clears throat> and make sure they're good um so obviously with with til- with the internet and digital age and with twitter and facebook and in, facebook? facebook facebook and instagram uh, <laughs> and now tiktok coming into it um yeah. people are being so much more accessible than they ever were before um so like you can tweet will smith if you want he probably won't get back to you but if yeah. he does it'll I make keep you trying week. he just doesn't reply <laughs> just doesn't take my calls anymore um so <laughs> Now that everyone is so much more accessible in their innermost thoughts, feelings, anything that they might be feeling while while they're you know on a train, who who's 
like obviously people in our industry they're very open who's the mo- person that person or peoples could be more than one that have mm-hmm. inspired you the most to, to oh, pursue vo or... oh my gosh um well i i play video games um it would have to be the characters in the video games that i've connected with um over the past however many years uh and i've kind of i never put it together <laughs> such an idiot I start, I mean I've been doing the commercials and then I'd be going home and playing video games and at no point did I put <laughs> two and two together and think huh I like to do voices and I like to play video games I wonder if there's a job in there for me so I think it, it did take a little longer than it should have but um, yeah the, the, the characters in, in the, my favorite video games I would have to say 100% have really uh, inspired me to to do better to like oh you might hear some singing in the background there. <laughs> um, they've really inspired me to um, just really find something special in what I do uh, and go for the go for the things that I want to do instead of just the things that come my way yeah um, I think that would have to be yeah. That's my inspiration for sure. And they're awesome people as well. You can follow them. They're on social media. They're so cool. And like the VO community is one of the friendliest communities, I think, out there. I haven't, I'm not really part of any other community, so I wouldn't know. But they're so great. All of them, everybody. So Yeah, absolutely. Are there any specific actors of, of that have been in games I'm, that you've played or...? Oh yeah, okay. Well, my my two favorite games of all time are uh, Witcher Three: Wild Hunt and uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, so that would be Doug Cockle and Roger Clark, uh, two of my my favorite boys in the game. Um, just think what they've done and what they've been able to achieve has been remarkable. Uh, when I'm playing a video game and I feel like I'm actually living an experience and going through a life. A lifetime with these characters and and when I cry at the end because I feel a sense of loss and and like I wish I could do it all again without remembering that's so powerful Absolutely. it's it's not even like you can go and see a movie and that's great but I've, I've thrown hundreds of hours of my life into these games so I'm spending so much time with these with these voices with these people yeah absolutely. so um yeah, I find them incredibly inspiring. Uh, so <laughs> now that the world has slightly gone to shit um, mm. and jobs are I'm not going to say few and far between because there are people that are doing amazingly well um, and booking, you know, consistently and you know, brilliant jobs. Um, are there any projects that you are currently working on that you are able to speak about? Obviously, I know with NDAs and all that kind of stuff can be a little bit tricky. Um... No, I'm afraid not. I am just, I am putting out auditions like everybody else and I'm I'm still working on the Penny Peep show. Uh, That's an ongoing project. But um, I mean, I I wanted to get my my booth sort of set up before I started putting myself out there for the kind of roles that I really, really want. Um, Mm -hmm. My agent, I think they're starting to do uh, studio recording again. So hopefully that means that you know that can kick off but really i've just been yeah just putting putting in applications auditioning (laughs) just like everybody else um also just yeah i guess 
trying to um, take stock and, and just get by because I think actually this is quite a very difficult time mentally for a lot of people too mm. um, where you know not every day is a successful job day um, so as we are coming to a close of this very first episode uh, episode not episode episode of <laughs> tea scones and vo um, what is the best way to get hold of you oh my gosh um Wow. I guess social media. I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's at JD Osorio. I'm on Instagram. I believe that is Jacqueline underscore Osorio. I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use Facebook that much. It's more for uh, close friends and old school friends and family mm. and mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so Twitter is probably the place to find me. I'm okay. I'm on there and you can always say hi. I'm very friendly. Absolutely. And I will make sure that I put all the links uh, down below in the show notes slash description because this yeah. is going pretty much everywhere spotify stitcher oh, podbean wow. uh youtube facebook twitter instagram oh wow <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I'm, i mean i'm gonna have a hell of a time uploading it <laughs> uploading this but it'll be fun um so that wait. brings the episode to a close i do want to thank you so much jackie for agreeing oh. to be the the very first guest on my very first podcast that I've hosted myself. Um, well, I'm honoured and I'm flattered. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. More than welcome. And hopefully, we, we had a little had a little chat when we were when we were getting this sorted out. Hopefully, we'll be able to do an in person tea scones oh, and vo one day. In person? Are you mad? In, What's well, that even I, like anymore? I can't well, remember the last time I saw a person in person. <laughs> Well, we're not going to actually be able to understand a word we're saying because of all the masks, visors, gloves. Yeah, of course. Um, pausing every 30 seconds to sanitize our hands. Um, mm. And we've got to do it from two meters away. So, sure, sure, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll work it out. Logistically, well, it's a nightmare. It'll be fine. But it'll, it'll be, be fine. fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> So that is going to do it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed watching me and Jackie just shoot the ship for 20 minutes, half an hour, however long this episode turns out to be. Uh, all the links are going to be down in the description below. Go hit her up, say hi, give her a follow. Uh, she puts out hilarious stuff on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but yes, uh, she's amazing. And thank you so much for agreeing to be the very first guest on Teascones and VO. Thank you. <laughs> it's been great. Thanks so much, Matt. No worries. Have a good day. And everyone watching, see you soon. Bye! To be notified of more episodes of Teascones and VO and all the other content I produce, head to the links on screen and be sure to hit that like button.